This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN. You can find us on Twitter at Ty D. Butler. That is where you can go to Instagram as well. We're on the phone lines, 800-919-3776. We're going to get into the shenanigans over the next 120 minutes. I mentioned the Yankees. I, I wonder, all, all the, the, the fans who had complained about them being on Apple TV and on Amazon, they're on Prime today. You're still complaining because uh, they're not giving you any reason to want to watch them. So if you are someone who can't find them on TV, might not be a bad thing. And I, I had a chuckle earlier on Twitter scrolling through. I saw the Yankee Twitter put out, Bronx Bombers are back in action. And I'm like, fam, can we still call them the Bombers? Scored three runs in the last four games or four, four runs in the last three games, one run in the last 19 innings, one hit. Shut out through eight innings for Jameson Tyon, who came in with the highest ERA in the National League. We still calling y'all the Bombers? Man, I don't know if we could do that. So we'll, we'll discuss at the top of the show the tale of two tapes happening in New York between the Yankees and the Mets. We'll get into the NBA, uh, the overreaction to Victor Winbayama is just insane to me. And I, I, I am someone who's in the media, so naturally you will defend what's being done and said by the media. But in this instance, are we setting this guy up to fail? I mean, it's just ridiculous, the level of expectations we're putting on a 19-year-old kid in his rookie season as he, he begins his career in San Antonio. We'll talk about that. I've got the perfect landing spot for James Harden that's going to just make you guys chuckle. It's going to make you guys laugh. It's perfect. It's never going to happen, and it's one that you guys will say no chance, but it's perfect, and we'll get to that later on. Some football to touch on as well. Believe it's 61 days until kickoff. 61 days. Getting closer and closer and closer. And this is the most excited I've been since, I guess, the 2011 season when the Jets were coming off an AFC championship appearance. Uh, but we'll get into all of that. Hit us up again on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, on Instagram, Ty D. Butler, and on the phone lines, 800 919 3776. So we got into this a little bit last night. Uh, when I was on from 10 to midnight, and I, it, it's just a question. If you're driving to the stadium, you're tuning in, it's a question. Does Hal Steinbrenner understand now? Because I played the cut, him on the K-Show a few weeks ago, didn't understand why there was such a premature reaction to what had been happening with his baseball team. And to me, it just came across as just missing the mark. A guy who just didn't get it. And it's not about it's not just about the struggles that we're witnessing right now with this team, which we'll talk about in a moment. But it's just an extension of what we've seen the last couple of years. So more on the struggles we're watching. Uh, last night, I mean, talk about being lifeless and lethargic and a gut punch. The Yankees had lost two of three in St. Louis to a bad Cardinals team. They come out and win the first two games of the four-game series with the Orioles, and silly me started to think, well, could at the end of this series you be tied with Baltimore, who you've been chasing in the standings? 
Worst case scenario, you gain two games because you're going to split the last two of the set. So, of course, they go out there and they get blown out. They lost by two touchdowns. And then uh, it, before that, they, they blew a, a 2 nothing lead that saw them lose 6-3. And then last night, against a Cubs team that might be sellers at the deadline, which, by the way, read a column from John Heyman in the post, uh, could benefit the Yankees if the Cubs are selling. More on that in a little bit. A Cubs team that was six games under five hundred coming in, I mentioned Tyon, highest DRA in the National League, and that's the type of product you put out there? That That's that's what we're watching, this team? So, folks, it, it's becoming a reality. The, the, the Yankees could very well miss the playoffs. Right now, they're on the outside looking in because the Jays won again yesterday, so they passed them in the wild card standings. And if, if, if Toronto was anything like, if they had a pulse, if they just had any, you know, semblance of a heartbeat and tapped into that expectation that we had built them up to be, the Yankees would be in even more trouble. But as you heard during the update, Tampa's lost six games in a row. Could have been a prime opportunity for this, this, this team to, to make some noise and, and climb the standings. They just have, haven't been able to do it. And I wonder if there are fans out there who are actually rooting for them to miss the playoffs. And I say that with a smile on face, uh, a smile on my face. I'm not one of those fans, I, because I, it is in my DNA that I don't care where you finish, like you're gonna have at least a small percent chance if things break your way. I'm not a believer in this overrated. You know, it, it's a crapshoot business that they try to sell us every time they lose. But as long as you have a, a you know, a small percent chance, you're adding a, re, a reigning AL MVP back to the lineup, then I don't want you to miss out on the playoffs, but I bet there are fans out there. Because if you're rooting for the worst-case scenario in hopes that it brings across the best-case scenario, it would be them missing the playoffs, them being embarrassed about it, and we're seeing wholesale changes. But I would caution you, if you're someone sitting on that island, we know what we're going to get at the end of the season. We know what the narrative is going to be. We're going to be anticipating Hal Steinbrenner. What does he have to say? We're, we're fascinated. We're intrigued. We're dialed in. Got the popcorn ready. And we'll hear all about the same thing we've heard the last couple of years. Injuries plagued us. I mean, what can you expect from a team that signed Carlos Rodon expected him to, to be a difference maker and didn't make his debut until game 88. What can you expect of a team that lost a guy who hit 62 home runs for however long it ends up being for the Yankees? What can you expect when Stanton gets hurt at the beginning of the season, when Rizzo hurt his neck and was never the same? What can you expect when Harrison Bader, who, who lit him up in the playoffs, five home runs, had two separate trips to the IL. What can you expect when Jake Bowers, the savior, goes to the to IL? So we're going to hear more of the same. Yankees, injuries, we run it back next year. We expect guys who are always hurt to somehow not get hurt anymore as they age, and we'll be a much better team. That's That's... That's what we're going to hear. So if you're rooting for them to miss the playoffs because you think wholesale changes are going to happen, I advise against that because I just don't see them going from 
extending the manager, or I'm sorry, extending the general manager, whose job was, since 2017, field a team that is good enough to beat the Astros. 2019 didn't happen. Last year didn't happen. They got swept. He got an extension. So now a a year later he's going to get fired. I just don't see it happening. I do not see it happening. But today, Garrett Cole on the mound against Drew Smiley. Cole, can he hit too? Can Garrett Cole, can we go back and remove the D? This would be a great day to remove the DH because I'm looking at the Yankee lineup. Volpe Torres uh, leading off uh, stop second base. Then you got Stanton in right field, Rizzo at first. He's your cleanup hitter. Bader's in center, batting six. You're going to love this, Josh Donaldson, the designated hitter. So you've got a designated hitter who can't hit batting six. Got to love it. LeMahieu at third base, Connor Falefa's in left. Uh, so, again, we're watching a, a, a middle infield try to play outfield. That's pretty cool. And then Trevino is going to bat ninth to round out the order. And I say round out the order just because that's something we typically say. But, you know, the Yankees don't really get any production from their catcher. But Trevino is going to be behind and play batting ninth. So can Garrett Cole, instead of us doing the DH thing today, can he hit? Because maybe he'll have a better shot at at, at being successful at the plate than we've seen from Josh Donaldson. 800-919-3776. So we're off and running today. That game uh, set for first pitch at 107 on Prime. So I have that up on the television today. We'll get into the Mets as well because uh, they are doing their best. And not that they care about little old me, but they're doing their best to try to make me look bad. I declared them dead a month ago. And to me, the autopsy was simple. Everyone you're chasing is better. You're just not that good. And you look up now, they've won six straight games. So we'll talk about the hottest team in baseball coming up. And once again, get into basketball, get into football. So there's a whole lot cooking on this program. You've got Harvey and Chantel holding down the fort in the studio. So let's get it popping. Let's get into the shenanigans. I'm in a party mood today. It's Saturday. It's beautiful. We're in a thick of summer. Let's have a blast right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. But is there a, a bigger winner than Kyrie? People wrongfully say, well, he hasn't won since 2016. Hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history. That Cavs championship first pro sports title for Cleveland in 52 years. He hasn't won in eight in, what is that, seven years. You're dead wrong. Kyrie... The details of his contract were just announced. Bobby Smart, uh, Bobby Marks put out this on Twitter. Kyrie Irving's three-year deal is guaranteed for $120 million. He has $6 million in incentives tied to games played and team success. So a guy who just doesn't play and doesn't really care to play basketball is always hurt or finds excuses not to show up to work just got $120 million over three years. And all he did since the shot in Cleveland was asked for a trade out of Cleveland, destroyed their title hopes. Went to Boston for a perennial contender, destroyed their locker room, destroyed their title hopes. Came to Brooklyn, destroyed their title hopes. So he's wrecked three straight franchises. Then went to Dallas, where they were the four seed, fresh off of getting the Western Conference Finals, and completely missed the playoffs. What were they? I think they went something like 11-13 and post-Kyrie trade. They were woeful on defense. And so bad, they tanked out of the play-in 
just so they can hold on to that top 10 protected pick that angered Nick fans. But Kyrie parlayed all of that recent history uh, to $120 million guaranteed. So uh, he's a winner. Uh, he, he might not do a lot of winning on the basketball court, but there is something that people still see in this guy where you're so seduced by the talent and by the hezzy and the pump fake and the dribble. Man. Good for Kyrie. 800-919-3776. We're talking Yankees. They're in action in about just under an hour. At play, play the second of this three-game series against the Cubs before the conclusion of the first half of the season. And, and I just saw that Laura Albanese put this tweet out about Judge um, that he is still undecided on whether or not he's going to play or not play, whether or not he's going to participate in the All-Star Game festivities. She says, Aaron Judge says he actually hasn't decided whether he's going to skip the All-Star Game. Said the level of treatment he will get will be better in New York, but he's still weighing his options. The most important part of this tweet is as followed. Uh, hasn't progressed beyond baseball activities he's been doing recently. So Judge is still not running full speed, still not able to land on his foot uh, where that toe injury had taken place. So he's he's still a ways away. Uh, but I wanted to get that information over to you. 800-919-3776. Batting leadoff is Richard in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Ty. Ty, you like to bet. Am I correct? Sometimes. And you like numbers and probability and odds. I love it. Good. Let's say we had the show last week on July 1st, Saturday. And okay. I uh, proposed to you. I said, Ty... One team is going to lose six games in a row, the Tampa Bay, the Tampa uh, Devil Rays. No, and one team is going to win six in a row, no the New York the Mets. Okay. Okay, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. And the New York Metropolitans were going to win six straight. What, uh, at simultaneously, commonly, at the same exact time, what odds would you have given me? I would give you, like, plus five million. <laughs> As a parlay, it would have to be over take, a thousand to one, wouldn't it? Yes, if absolutely. On last Saturday, I, said pl- I said plus five million. So you're you're <laughs> telling me that we got a two team or a two wager parlay. parlay with the Rays losing six in a row. The Rays, the best team in baseball, or second best to, to the no, Rays. they were the best team at that time. They were Saturday. the best team in baseball, but right Saturday. now the second best, second right. best team in baseball right no, now. No, but we're going to they're going to lose. Right. We're going to they're going to lose six in a row. And the Mets. Who all they've done is lose. They're gonna right. win six in a row. Yeah, that's that's plus. Like, I mean, you can't even give you a number high enough to take that. I don't know if that was a bigger, unbelievable, or University of Connecticut winning the NCAA tournament before the tournament started. Either either one of those to me was so improbable. I just can't get over it. Uh, you know, all this talk about getting Damian Lillard and getting uh, Donovan Mitchell. You're a young guy. In your history of remembering the NBA, who was the last guard who was traded and led his, subsequently led his team to an NBA championship? Uh, during the season? No, no, before the uh, offseason, too. Or, or, or during the offseason, a guy who no, was traded right. to got tra- Now, I'm not sure. So was Drew Holiday trade? drafted by Milwaukee? Yeah. No, no. Drew Holiday was, was with New Orleans, and they traded three first-round picks for him. Okay, and so it, it I would look I'm good at first. That. Yeah. So it has happened. Drew, yeah, but it has. aside yeah. from Holiday, has there been anybody in the last 20 years that's led their, NBA, their team to an NBA? Harden, Russell Westbrook, 
any of these guys. It's really any just been free agents. It's really just been free agents we've seen lead teams to championships. You're, talk, you're talking strictly trades? No, no, I'm talking about a guard who's led guard. his team, the new team, yes. I would have to I would have to sit on that and think about it because it, yeah, it, it obviously happen. has happened. It, it doesn't happen I that mean, often. The way you put it now is yes, yeah, it's, it's it sounds like it's rare, but yes, Everything. it has happened. Like Drew Drew Holiday did it. Holiday was the exception. Uh, I just thought of that while I was on hold. Yeah, he but did he's it the in twenty twenty one. Yeah, he did it in twenty twenty one. But it's I mean it's a it's a a wing league now with forwards like you know Giannis and Durant. And Correct. Durant. So that's so, yeah, why I don't understand. I, the, Ty, I don't understand the infatuation with all these high-scoring guards. It doesn't translate to winning basketball on another team. Now, it could. I'm not saying just because it hasn't. But, you know, Harden, Westbrook, all these guys, Iverson, when they got traded, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Uh, Iverson took – I mean, stop it. Iverson took the Sixers to the finals. And no, but when he got traded, I'm talking about. No, when he got traded. Oh, you mean once he got traded to Denver. Yeah, the whole purpose okay. is when you're traded, when you're, when you're – when you you another team wants you, that, nobody is that. Yeah, it's very rare that it happens. I mean, I can go way back with Monroe and Gail Goodrich and Oscar. Roberts. I guess you can go. I mean, you yes. could go to 2008 when Ray Allen got traded to the Celtics. He was the third best player on. Yeah, on no, that that's true. I forgot Cajun about Ray Paul Allen. Pierce. That's another guy. So Correct. that's happening. That was another guy. Correct. Yeah, that was good. I didn't think of him, but it's rare. So all these high-scoring guards that everyone thinks is just going to step in, it doesn't translate. And you don't know if they're going to score that well on a new team. It, it's yeah. just, you know, it just it's not that you have to plug in players to be the right. It's like opening up a lock with the key, and that key has to open that lock. Yeah, and, and listen, it's difficult. a good point. Yeah, it's a good find for you, and I appreciate the call, Richard. The 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 difference here, though, is he would be traded to a team that was just in the finals. So he's going to play alongside Jimmy and Bam, who were, what, three wins away from winning the championship? So that's that's the difference. He's being plugged into a, a culture that is they're, – they're always relevant. They're always contending for titles despite not having talent that matches up with their opponents. They somehow always find their way, you know, right in the thick of, of, of championship contention. So that's the difference here. But I, it is a, a, a point by you, Richard, and it's not something I say often. 800-919-3776. Let's talk to Javier in Queens. What's up, Javier? Yo, what up, Ty? How's it going, man? Happy Saturday. Yo, same to you, man. What's good? What's cooking? So, I, you know, I 100% agree with you. The, uh, the Bronx Bomber moniker is down right now. But, you know, the, the, the Bronx cheer is alive and well. Um, one thing, I thought Rodon's start was, was really good. I thought he had a really, really strong start. Um, so, I mean, that's a little silver lining. Um, the main thing I want to check in with you about is last time I spoke to you was before the Lakers started their series with Denver. We had some GOAT talk, and we didn't get to kind of get through it. So I want to see kind of where you stood on LeBron in regards to that based on the fact that they, you know, they did get swept. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of understand your kind of thoughts on, on where he's at right now. LeBron, oh, he's the best player in NBA history. That hasn't that hasn't changed. I'm not the type of guy who's like once you have a legacy, you go backwards. So he's at number one. Someone's gonna have to pass him. Someone who's playing. So just because in year twenty 
he his team got swept by the Nuggets, and people are going to look at, oh, he couldn't hit threes in fourth quarters. I get that, but in year 20, for him to still have his team a, a, as part of the Final Four in the Western Conference Finals, uh, that doesn't hurt his legacy. That's It's weird. Are we saying that it would have been better for him and his legacy had, had they missed the playoffs because they didn't lose in the Western Conference Finals? That's, that's, that's odd. Come on, Javier. You're better than that. Yeah, I mean, the last time we spoke, it wasn't nearly this civil. Um, you know, my point was, I'm not. I'm actually a LeBron fan. I like LeBron better than I like Jordan because I, I grew up a Knicks fan, so Jordan always killed me. But I didn't, you know, I never denied how amazing he was. You know, in my opinion, I I think Jordan's a goat. I can't recall him being swept out of the playoffs. I think he always played very well, even when his team lost. So you can't that, recall him my... being swept out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, the, the, remember the he dropped. Very, very yeah, this six when he when he dropped sixty three. Uh, he got swept in the playoffs. Yeah, he also missed the playoffs averaged, a bunch like, of times. Well, that's my only point. Like you know, I think that he's. I think in areas where LeBron has come up short, he he's just uh, Jordan played better in those spots. That's all. Um, I get the okay. longevity thing. You know, no one has LeBron on the longevity. Not even Kareem. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's that's just it. I, I'm glad we got to finish that up. <laughs> Have I a great appreciate weekend, the right? call, Bye. Javier. You too, man. You're right. I can't recall, you know, too many occurrences where Jordan got swept out of the playoffs, even though I just mentioned one. Uh, but we can recall the times he missed the playoffs. We can recall the times that, you know, he was bounced in round one. We we can recall the time where what they the Bulls made the playoffs and they won like what thirty games. I can't, of course, recall the times where he made eight straight finals, but uh, neither here nor there. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Staten Island and talk to Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Hey, uh, just some uh, Yankee comments. Um, listen, I get the fans, and I get how passionate and you know, sort of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing that we are. It kind of what makes us great fans in a way, but I get sick and tired of these people that you know are so up and down with the Yankees. I mean – what do you, you know, you look at all these other New York teams that have done nothing. There's no stability, garbage. And people are sitting there commenting on the Yankees. They're probably one of the most winningest teams three years, five years, whatever time frame you want to put it. They drafted Aaron Judge, probably greatest offensive player around right now, 32nd round. And, you know, when we talk about injuries, are you kidding me? Like, you talk about Judge, Rodon, Loisica. I mean, the list goes on and on. For them to be even in this position, people should be thankful. I, I, I really? don't care. I mean, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be honest. That kind of production. I'm going to be honest. Another team would have uh, Maybe, because I don't know if you realize this, but didn't the Braves literally win the World Series without Ronald Acuna Jr.? So let me say, let me uh, ask you this: Did they have ooh. Freddie Freeman? Did they have Did ooh. they have a guy named Freddie Freeman who's a Hall of Famer? Oh, I'm sorry. Did they have Do a guy Yankee, named Andy Swanson who who plays 152 games? I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on, Andrew. I'm sorry. Did they have a great catcher? Oh, okay. So you're just gonna keep talking and not allow me to actually answer no, your question. No, but I'm just giving you three I'm guys sorry. in the Hall of Fame. Are the Yankees Are the Yankees running out? Uh, you know, a, a team that looks like the St. Louis Cardinals, or is it, and I appreciate the call, Andrew, or is it, oh, here's former league MVP Giancarlo Stanton. Here's former league MVP Josh Donaldson. You know, here's, you know, Cy Young Award winning Garrett Cole. Here's future superstar, we thought, Blaber Torres. Uh, here's Harrison Bader, who continues to rake. Here's World Series champion Anthony Rizzo. Like, people act like 
the Yankee lineup without Aaron Judge is you know what we watched from the Baltimore Orioles the last six years. Stop it. Should you should you experience a significant drop off once you lose your MVP? Absolutely. Should it stymie you to this extent? Should it completely like lead to this level of embarrassment? Come on. Like that's just like you're you're you are falling into the trap that Cashman and Steinbrenner, you know, want to sell you. That it's really just injuries. As if we haven't watched an extension of the same problem every single year. So you want me to come on the radio and celebrate the fact that the Yankees, who have the second highest payroll in baseball right now, are fourth in their own division. And the team that in last place actually has a winning record again. You want me to celebrate that right now, if the playoffs had started, they would be home watching. You want me to celebrate that? You want me to celebrate last night the fact that they lost to the Cubs? They got shut out by the Cubs. Jamison Tyone, the worst ERA in the National League. You want me to celebrate that? Because if I don't, it makes me spoiled. It makes me a brat. It makes me a Yankee fan who, you know, because I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth, sound bad? Sound ridiculous? You got the wrong one, my G. 800-919-3776. Phone lines are, for, are lighting up. So we'll get back to them when we return right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. That the uh, restricted free agent, Paul Reed Jr. of the Sixers, signed a three-year, 23-man $23 million offer sheet with the Utah Jazz, right? But that's not the fascinating part. Uh, he, fir- he follows up the reporting with one of the terms the offer sheet provides is a unique twist. The first season of the contract is fully guaranteed, and the two following become guaranteed for $15.7 million if Reed's team advances to the conference semifinals in the 2023-24 season. So why this is so funny, we know the Jazz have no chance of getting to the conference. It's just not going to happen. So the contract isn't going to be guaranteed following the first year of it being fully guaranteed. But the offer sheet, which can be matched by the Sixers, is one that sees that if he gets to the second round of the playoffs, which we know the Sixers love getting to the second round and losing, then it becomes guaranteed. So that's just hilarious. That is a great job by the agent, uh, Ron Shade of Octagon Basketball. So that's the agency that represents Paul Reed Jr. That's a great job of negotiating. He negotiated a contract for his player that the Sixers probably have no interest in because it's going to become a guaranteed contract, whereas – the Jazz, it won't become guaranteed. So that's a good job. 800-919-3776. Go back to the phone calls. Let's see. Let's go to the Bronx to talk to Cullum. What's up, Cullum? Uh, what's up, Ty D. Butler? How we doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. What's going on? So I wanted to talk a little bit about the Yankees and, you know, hearing your points and everything. The thing that gets me so frustrated is like other, you know, other people like Michael Kay, for example, telling us how Yankee fans should be ecstatic on what, what crappy lineup they're putting out there and they're still being relatively competitive. You know, what are they 
seven, eight games over 500. They were 10, you know, after this three-game losing streak. But the thing that frustrates me the most is most fans can agree with me. We pretty much universally all said Donaldson is a terrible situation. We said it last year. And the same problems have been the same for the last five years. The offense is terrible when it comes to the playoffs and important shit, important stuff. Like, right now, I look at it as I saw the issue is they needed a left field. I saw the issue of Donaldson is not the guy to have there. I saw it as the offense is really, really bad, and they did nothing to change anything. And it doesn't look mm-hmm. like they're going to change anything at all. Yeah, it's the and same old song and dance. And I, I just, I, and I appreciate the call, Cutum. I just can't listen to other people tell me how I should root for my team and, like, what should make me feel good about what it is that they're doing. The reality is like, what gets lost, and people try to phrase it as, well, Yankee fans, you know, you can't win every year, so that's what annoys them. That's what bothers them. No, Yankee fans understand that you're not going to win a championship every year. But when the motto and the mantra from the head of the organization is championship or bust, we're following along that standard. And, and we're saying that, okay, it's a failure if you don't win a World Series, but we understand you're not going to win it every single year. Can you get back there for the first time since you know, you know, Obama's second year in office? Like, can you get back there? When, since 2009, half of baseball has made a, one appearance in the World Series. The Yankees have not. And don't sell me on this crapshoot thing when the best team, the, the, the Astros, when they were great, won it. The Red Sox, when they were great, won it. We saw the Braves win it. And I know it kind of came out of nowhere, but they won it. The Dodgers went to a World Series and then won it. So the best teams in baseball are winning championships. It's not just about it being a crapshoot. That's ridiculous to me. 800-919-3776. Dave's in Westchester. What's up, Dave? Hey, how you doing, Ty? I listen all the time. I called him last week, and we sort of agreed about the Yankees, but I'm I'm on an NBA kick now. I wouldn't have called him. When I, when I heard you say something about, and this is an old argument, it's beat up to the, to the pulp, about you thinking LeBron James is the greatest player in history, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it just – it's just I don't know. It's just the people who that are really young think that. People that are have been around think another way. And I, I could just ask you question after question. He played with Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. and he played with Bosh, and he played against mm-hmm. Dallas. If you take LeBron James off that team, put Bird on that team, they win the championship. Take Bird off the team, put Kareem on the team, they win the championship. Take Kareem off the team and put Jordan on the team, they win the championship. I, mean, I can keep going on and on and on if you want me to. Okay. LeBron lost, okay? It, all those other three guys never would have lost. And they, here's here's the other point. Is that, Wait, um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not even a Jordan fan. Wait, hang on, hang on. Dave, Dave, okay. Dave, Dave, Dave. Well, let me ask Dave. you one question, then you can talk. Dave, hang on. You, just said, something these, ridi- players, you said something ridiculous. You said something ridiculous. Bird okay. won three championships. Has okay. lost, yes. Bird Bird had years where he lost. Kareem, who I adore as a Laker fan, did have years where he lost. Mack went to nine finals, won five championships. He had years where he lost. Jordan never lost in the finals, but he had years where he lost prior to the finals. So if you're going to be critical of LeBron for simply getting his team to the furthest point, before losing and being the, 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 the second-place team, then what you're actually saying is that it would have been better 
for him to not get them to the finals. Missing the playoffs would have been better for his legacy because he doesn't have the finals. Losing in the Eastern Conference no, well, finals or the well, second round is better. Is, like that's ridiculous. Well, my, it's it's, okay, it's ridiculous. My, this is this is how I you know I don't I don't even argue with anybody anymore. I, but I heard you say this, I'm, and I always agree with you on everything. But this thing, I was like, I gotta call in. And this is what I this is what I tell somebody. I don't even argue with it anymore. If you were able to clone four Girl Scouts and make them twins on the other team. So LeBron's got four Girl Scouts. Jordan's got four Girl Scouts. They're exactly the same. They can make layups. They can make outside shots. And you had to put whatever you have. I don't know if you have kids, a wife. I don't know what you have. Whatever you love the most in your life, you have to bet the whole thing. If you lose, you get nothing. You're on the street shaking the cup. Or you're I'm, on, taking, I'm you're taking the team with LeBron. I'm taking the team with LeBron because LeBron. I think he's you, all around better you would, player. You know, you could yeah, I'm say taking that, the team with LeBron. But you would not do that. You would never do I'm that. Taking the never. Team, I'm no taking way. the team with the guy who's first in pretty much every statistical category. Oh, you mean when, when the three-point shot came in, he got first because, uh, so we're gonna he, do because that. Kareem had no, th- no three-point shot? Uh, I don't do think George's now. the best player in basketball. I'll always go with the same situation. Kareem is the number one player I've ever seen in my lifetime. All right, so who's second? Who's second? So who's second? Second, I go. Uh, this, this is the way I, I grade it. I, you, you're not going to love it. I'll tell you right now. I got Kareem. I got mm-hmm. Jordan. I got okay. Bird. I got Kobe. Then I got LeBron. That's what I got. Okay, so and you got guys, LeBron uh, One fifth. simple question. Would Kobe ever give the ball? I'm just asking you it's simple. Now I'm going to get off the phone. Would Kobe okay. pass the ball to Kyrie and say, Kyrie, win me the championship? Would Jordan pass the ball to Kyrie and say, go ahead, take your uh, man off the uh, No, Jordan wouldn't pass Would it to Kyrie. But he, All right, hang up on Dave because uh, he's not allowing me to talk after asking me questions. No, t- to your point, Jordan wouldn't pass it to Kyrie to win a championship. But we, of course, did see him pass it to Kerr to win a championship. We also saw him pass it to Paxton to win a championship. So the standard you're using to judge greatness, all-time greatness, is ridiculous, and you know it. And, I mean, it's it's kind of beneath you because you say that you usually agree with what I say. So it means you're usually on the right side of arguments. This time, you're just not. I, LeBron being the fifth greatest player ever is just, come on, that's clown behavior. 800-919-3776. Let's go to the mail truck and talk to Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Good afternoon, brother. How we doing, man? I'm doing well, man. What's going on? Talk to me. Nothing much, man. So big, big shout out to the company, and uh, I appreciate you taking the, the small amount of time at the Beach Bash to uh, say hello. That that really meant something to me, so I appreciate that, man. Um, but uh, so this this whole notion with Damian Lillard, I am I am losing so so much. Um, just I just. I'm losing so much respect for this guy, man. Like, especially, like, his agent coming out, the rumors, you know, uh, oh, calling other teams saying, hey, don't trade for, for my uh, my player because he's not going to be happy there. He just wants to go to Miami. Like, and, you know, from, from four or five years ago where he, you know, kept coming out saying, I'm never leaving Portland, you know. And granted, I get where he's coming from because they haven't done anything to help him, which – you know, would would definitely piss me off too. So I get that, but in the same, you know, in the same uh, sentence, you can't turn around and just be like, "I'm going to this team, and there's no other team that you know can trade for me." Because at the end of the day, Portland's going to do what's best for their franchise, and if yeah. you know New York gives them the be- uh, the best compensation or 
you know, uh, Philly or Boston or, you know, one of these teams, one of these powerhouse teams, you know, give them, you know, a run for their money and, and more than Miami can offer and just, you know, not a first round pick in 2030, you know, I just, I feel like that's what they're going to do. And maybe it's going to, you know, make Dame even more disgruntled. But at the end of the day, he did this to himself by staying there. You know, when he yeah, could have gotten out in his, in his um, you know, uh, huge, huge prime. I know he's still a great player, but he's not in the prime, prime of his career. You know, he's getting older. You know, he's still got four years left on that contract. So, I yeah, I agree with you. you. Had to say about that time. I, Thanks, brother. You I appreciate the call. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. It was great to see you guys at the Beach Bash. That was a lot of fun. We had a blast. And, you know, running into all the company members and, you know, seeing all the fans of the station, that that was that was really cool to see. Uh, Dame Lillard, it, it's to me, reeks of him. He desperately wants to go to Miami, which is so funny, right? No one's ripping him for wanting to go to Miami. We hate super teams. We hate when stars want to go play with other great players. With Dame, it's, you know, want to go play with the team that just lost in the finals. It's all good. The, the way he's handling this, I get it, it's probably a ploy because it's the team he wants to go to. So his agent is telling you know, other suitors, don't trade for me because he's not going to show up, which I don't think would happen. Doesn't Nothing about Dame's career has suggested he's that type of guy who would mail it in that way. Um, so this is probably just a ploy, but I, I feel like it, it's the wrong way to go about it. It comes across as weak, and it's the antithesis of everything we've come to love about Dame, who's who's been loyal, who loves basketball, or who desperately wanted, wanted to win in Portland. It just couldn't happen. So you're right. He's kind of a victim of the circumstances he put himself in because you should have asked for a trade sooner. And now that you've got four years left on your deal, the Blazers stu- still do have a bit of leverage. They don't have to trade you. And you can mope around, and, and, and if they keep you, you can undo all of the goodwill you pretty much you know, had in that organization. Uh, so I just don't love the way he's going about it. We're up against the clock, so we'll hit a quick break and get back to your phone calls at 800-919-3776 right here on the Anita Mark Show on 98.7 ESPN.